presented by Baseline Times Media. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Here we are, Shooter Pass Podcast, presented by Baseline Times Media. We are in the Final Four stage of the NBA playoffs, down to the conference finals for the East and West. Uh, today's episode, we'll go ahead and wrap, wrap up a lot of the second round talk, get into the second round, uh, excuse me, the uh, final conference finals predictions. Uh, and as always, I'm joined with the guests here, a little bit shorter of the playoff panel today. I'm joined with Marcus, Gabe, fellas. How are you guys doing today? How's life? Um, doing pretty well, doing pretty well. Can't complain too much. But uh, we're going to keep the ball rolling like uh, Mr. James has for his team. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Doing good, you know. I'm ready to get these uh, conference finals started and see what's going on, even though I'm pretty sure most of us already have an idea of who's advancing, but let's talk about it anyway. (laughs) And you know what? Uh, Shout out to DeMario for once. uh, His streak has ended here on the show, Um, but he's... I hear he's in South Beach, Gabe, so uh, if you see uh, a tall, you know, 6'3", slim... Yeah, he had uh, Dolphin Stadium. He had a Dolphin Stadium, football stadium. I mean, he's nowhere near me, but I guess I'm going to have to hit him up. Eventually down there. For sure, for sure. But uh yeah, shout out to DeMario, man. I couldn't make this episode, but uh, you know, obviously uh one of us here will fill in the LeBron talk for the, the rest of the show. But um uh, anyways, uh <laughs> we're here, man. I mean I, I feel like this playoff has has gone so fast and quick, man. It it's just crazy that uh, you know, on the night that we're recording this, there's there's no damn games, man. It's like what what do I do with myself? Uh, dreadful tonight. So, dreadful in tomorrow and for and Saturday. Yeah, we, 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 we got a drought till Sunday. Ah, dang, man. For real. Uh, the, the good part is as long as we get some good basketball games, right? And yeah. keep it going from there. One of the things, uh, Marcus, how do you feel uh right now as a Knicks fan? Uh Dave Fitzdale. Fitzdale I mean, is I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm cautiously optimistic about it, you know? He's another one of those film guys who was under Pat Riley, much like Eric Spolstra. Actually, I think he was under Eric Spolstra, too, as well. One of those deep-diving film guys. Uh, he, they didn't give him much time in Memphis. Gave him, what, like a season and a quarter? Uh, so I can't really say I know too much about him because he really hasn't had his own team yet. Like He hasn't really had his own team. And I think the Knicks will probably be his first chance to really show if he can go or not. Because, I mean, in Memphis, you know, he basically had the roster that he, you know, came into for you. And I don't know if he was going to change it or if, you know, he was going to stick with the plan. But, you know, he never really made Memphis his. So I'm interested to see what kind of direction he takes the Knicks in because, I mean, <laughs> anywhere is better than where we're at right now. So <laughs> I hope he can deliver. I'm really optimistic about it. You I know, like his attitude. I like the way he's talking. But, you know, it's New York, so everyone's got to be able to talk well. We'll see, without, we'll see what results he puts up. Absolutely. And you know what's funny is that when the Magic were in the talks of a head coaching search, you know, and his name came up, I was excited first and foremost. And then, you know, Gabe, you kind of kind of attested this. I mean, the guy's spent so many years down in Miami um, and, you know, close to home, I guess, a little bit. I'm, I'm not sure what he's stationed at right now or where he was. Um, but, you know, it seems like Miami was kind of a place of, you know, interest for him. But anywhere close there it would be. I'm like, hey, you know, this Orlando might be a good destination. Let's go ahead and let's try and grab Fitz. But, you know, um, I, I'm glad for you guys, actually. So I'm glad that you guys got Fitz in a sense. That I, just, magic I just think, I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what other jobs were available. Was there any other openings available at the moment? Or was that the only thing going when he got hired? I mean, you know. I'm not sure. That was the only thing open, or was there some other jobs that are open? Because, I mean, the Knicks, it's, it's going to be a project. Milwaukee's open right now, technically. Well, yeah, you have Milwaukee. Yeah. You got Orlando still. Um, yeah, New York. Yeah. Like, like I said, New York, it's going to be a project for him because you don't know what you're walking into, obviously, but that's with any coaching job. So, from what I hear, you know, from his days in Memphis, you know, he butted heads with Gasol, obviously, who was the leader of the team. But, um, you know, I, I guess he's bringing, like, I guess a new style to the game. And maybe Marcus Gasol wasn't really feeling it um, when, he, when he benched, you know, uh, Zach Randolph and another veteran, I guess. So maybe he just has to, you know, get more time to, to get his footing right and, you know, to get a team under him to see what he's got. Exactly. But yeah, with, I think, yeah. But with I think, New York, I, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know what that roster is going to be like because it's pretty sad right now. So, you know. I mean, we gotta wait and see. If he really wants to blow up the team, 
blow it up. I mean, keep Tim Hardaway. Can you really blow it up, though? I mean, can you blow it up at this moment? Tim Hardaway's contract, I guess. But he's actually done well at the, at the beginning. Oh, no, like no, no. I was contract. saying, like, uh, as far as trade pieces, you can trade Tim, keep Kristaps mm-hmm. and Burke and see what you can do with the rest. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I forgot Burke. Yeah, I forgot he's there. So, Maybe I mean, AI. So, I mean, right now, like I said, the Knicks can't really flatline any deeper, so. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's why that's the, that's what I think was a big, you know, plus for him, because I think you're exactly right. I think you something new in Memphis and Zebo and Jeff Green and them just weren't it. Mm-hmm. But I th- I think he probably wants to play that European-style basketball, you know, whatever. Exactly. Uh, and Gasol fits that mold, but, you know, the rest of Memphis doesn't. Right, and so. I, I like I like the move from New York overall. Um, so yeah, congrats, congrats, Marcus. You got you guys got a good got a good picking there, man. Wish the Magic, you know, would hurry up. Well, it's it's extremely hot in New York right now. We'll talk yeah. about it later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, I have a feeling I know where that's going. Um, also, <laughs> the Detroit Pistons have parted ways with Stan Van Gundy. He was the president president oh, yeah, of basketball right. operations and head coach. Uh, and you know that that was after the fact of the Fisdale hiring, which led me to open the doors again for Stan Van Gundy, and he's welcome anytime in Orlando. By the way, love Stan, so Stan, you know, come back to Orlando. Um, the the uh, head coach position in Charlotte actually got filled. James Rego reached a deal, uh, and another Spurs guy right there. So another guy from Pop's um, bench get another head uh, coaching position there. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a little coaching carousel there that's happened uh, in between some of the playoff action. Um, but, fellas, let, let's get into some, some of the playoffs here. The, the second round, Wait, we'll go one, ahead and one, that. one quick question. What's up? You guys think, you guys think Becky Hammond actually has a shot in Milwaukee? Oh, that's... I, I, think, I think Milwaukee, I think Milwaukee could, could potentially do something like that. Um, they gave Jason Kidd a chance. Very that's quick. true. Very true. So I, very I true. think that you know, they. they I mean, the team is too talented to be like an eight seed. You know, I mean, they got a lot of good players on that team. So it's like, I don't know if it's just the coaching or if the players are underachieving, but I feel like they should be better, especially playing the Eastern Conference. You know, absolutely. It's, it's and, and kind here, of maddening. Becky's coming from a Spurs bench. I, I'm, you know, I'm not yeah. going to, you know. I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not knocking. I, mean, I like the hire too. Not, yeah, that's fine. I'm not knocking Becky in any way. I'm just curious what you guys think. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I mean, just overall, if the team can perform the way they, we we think they should, then I think she'll do fine. You know, yeah. it's just that it's the it's the the personnel on the team can they perform to standards? Right. So I have no doubt about Becky Hamill. Absolutely. Oh yeah, same. I completely agree. All right, guys. I've got my broom in my hand right now. <laughs> <laughs> the floors were a little dirty on uh, Monday night. And uh, has swept, swept some things off the floor, put them in the trash can. But um, yeah, how about that, guys? The Cleveland Cavaliers sweep the Toronto Raptors. I have I have never seen just buckle, buckle under LeBron James like this. You know what? I, I need I need to speak to Demar Rosen real quick. Demar Rosen, real quick. <laughs> I need to speak to him personally. Look, he he needs to go home. He's taking LeBron posters off his wall. He needs to throw away all those LeBron shoes he has. He's listening to Drake, who's influencing. And he needs to get this shimmer he has for LeBron in his eyes just gone. Like, I don't know. I don't know how. But he needs to realize he needs to beat LeBron and not just watch him play for four straight games and be in awe. Look, I, can, can you guys, like, think I, – I thought long and hard about this. When was the last time we saw a team this shook mentally by another player, another team? I, Never. I, I can't. I, I don't know. I, I can't think of one team that got – because, okay, you have, like, Michael Jordan in the Knicks. You had uh, Michael Jordan in the Pistons. You had these teams where it was – like, this could have been a, this could have been a rivalry. But one side is just awestruck of the other one. Yeah, it it's makes ridiculous. no sense. It's not hard. It's strange. It, it's it's absolutely strange. I, I I've never seen that. I kind of going back to it, and then you know it's just I, I don't know. I I I want to think that I've never seen a team get owned this this badly 
and not hate the other team. And, and because, like, even when Jordan was playing, you still had competitive series. You still had rivalries. It was like, look, Jordan, you're kicking our ass. But we're going to try and kick your ass this year. You know what I'm saying? It exactly. wasn't a fold of, like, damn, this guy's just good. Let's There's go no ahead. trash talk. This and really what Jamar said, oh, we could win the East if we had LeBron. What do you mean? Yeah, that was dumb. Be, I'm that's supposed to be dumb. saying I want to bust LeBron in the <laughs> next year. Let's go. <laughs> but I just think that the, the Raptors, it's like you can't win with Lowry and DeRozan as your best guys. And, you know, they're just, they're all, they are who they are. They're at, they're at their ceiling right now. DeMar, maybe he can get better with a three-point shot. But I was discussing this in a group a few days ago where, like, his style of play, you know, he's like a mid-range guy. It's like, it's like almost like the NBA is phasing that out. It's like if you don't get layups or three-pointers, you're no good in the NBA anymore. So it's like he has to expand that range, which he did somewhat this year, but at a low clip. It's like, you know, he has to get better shooting the ball from distance. But at the same time, it's just that I don't think those two guys can lead you to a championship. But what and happened, guys? the other guys, like Serge Ibaka also. What happened to Serge Ibaka? Like, where is he? What happened? What happened to that guy? What happened in January I mean, he's anything. when – when the Toronto Raptors were on a 12-game win streak and everyone swore up and down that... New team, new is, style. This is going to be the year the Raptors do it. And look, mm-hmm. experts can be wrong, and it's a 50-50 odd, you know. I get it. But at the same time, what? and we, we kind of agreed to all this. It's like, look, I have trust issues with the Raptors. There is no way in hell that I'm going to pick them to win this series, nor you know, even get close to beating Cleveland in five games. I... It's a whole new ball game in the second round. If they put it in the first round, sure. But I'm genuinely upset that people believed in the Raptors at heart based on a 59 win. Now let's not give. Let's say we're not going to give them credit. Look, they played great in the season. Uh, DeRozan did show flashes of getting better, but come on, man. There is nothing. I was I was genuinely upset that people picked the Toronto <laughs> Raptors to win this series. Anything less than seven games. I made a huge I mean, mistake. I, I forgot LeBron can guard everyone on Toronto, and I, I just forgot that. And that's that's the big difference in the series. Well, we said that. Remember, we said that because of how Boston's stars went down early in the year and then also how LeBron's teammates were trash. So I can see why people came to that conclusion, okay, this is their year because LeBron's team is weak. The Celtics lost Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. Who else is going to come out the East? So at the time, yeah, I can see people saying, okay, this is their year. But man, once the playoffs kicked in, it's like they reverted back to their old ways. It just like showed playoff up. Playoff Raptors, we're not trusting the playoff Raptors. And guess what? It doesn't matter what the hell you do next year. Win sixty games, Toronto. They can't do much next year. Win sixty they're games in the regular season. Go on a go on yeah. a twelve game win streak. You can win seventeen in a row next year in the regular season. <laughs> I don't care. They have to legit wait a whole another year to this day that sucks. to prove it that. Sucks. <laughs> there is something different about them. There is no way in hell that someone's going to sit here and tell me that the Toronto Raptors, well, let's take them serious this season because, uh, no, you're going to have to wait another year. That, it's, it's, and like I said, it's unfortunate. They, they can't do much with the contracts because they're kind of all in the same deals. Kyle so Lowry's like, 32 to... years old. Where are you going to exactly. trade him off to? He's old, uh, I believe, 30 mil in the next couple of years, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they made the Rosen and Ibaka's contract so that way it lasted. Lowry's. So you're going to have these guys for another two to three years unless mm-hmm. you can trade them. Mm-hmm. But it's like they can't make many moves to improve their team. It, and you can't hard. get rid of the young guys because you need those young very guys. Hard. They're good. Very, very hard. So um, kind of stuck. W- w- um, a lot of support and love for for Dwayne Casey. How do you guys feel about the coaching? Should, should there be a change? And, you know, kind of the you know background of this is that Casey advocated for a change coming into this season. Say, look, we need to do something different. It's, it's not going to work. We need to do something different, and, you know, management, upper management felt, you know, like it was legit. Hey, we'll, we'll, let's let's go ahead. Let's, let's make some few changes. Let's sign these guys. Um, let's play these guys, and boom, 59 games, number one in the East. Um, what, how do you guys feel? Should, should, should it be Dwayne Casey getting in the can this time around, something new, uh, fresh what's, start? What's funny is that – there's this talk of Dwayne Casey getting fired in the same moment where he's the coach of the year. So it's like, <laughs> that's just the strangest thing uh, I've ever heard of. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, I could see why they were going in a different direction because he's been there for what, six, seven years now, I think. So I could see if they want to be like, okay, let's try a different voice. Maybe another guy can come in, you know, and get them further than where he's gotten them at. 
but they've improved each season. So I, I don't know. People panic, and the first thing they do is fire the coach. So it, maybe they unfair. do need a different voice. Very unfair. But he's been a good coach for that team. It's just that, you know, like back in the day, Jordan, people couldn't get past Jordan. Now LeBron is that Jordan. People can't get past him in the East. So it's the same thing, you know? LeBron getting people fired, you know? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think it needs to be too much of, of the coaching change. And again, it's, it's hard to improve this team. It, it, there's nothing they can go out in free agency and attract anybody significant enough. It's, you know, cap space is going to be a concern. Um, you know, one. I think that realistically, if if worst case scenario, perhaps you know, taking DeRozan and trading him. Um, but again, what 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 are you gonna get out of that? You know, uh, exactly. What's what's gonna happen? You you, you might regress the team, and then for you sure as hell, you know, it doesn't matter LeBron or not. Because guess what? Guess who's guess who's in the rearview mirror? Boston and Philly. <laughs> yep. Boston and Philly, and like like I think the window for the Raptors certainly are closing. This is probably one of the better years for them with uh Philly being young and shut. And injured, you know, Celtics. This would have been the year to do it. Door is shut for them, man. They, they're not. They mm-hmm. can cut on East ever again. I'm never gonna believe in them. No, absolutely not. Uh, I blame Drake. Nah. We're gonna blame Drake on this one. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> have you seen the way he looks at LeBron? That's how all of Toronto looks at LeBron. Exactly. LeBron's plan. <laughs> God. Yeah, so much awe. Say, like, oh, great! It's like y'all gotta beat the guy. Come on, man, get your head right. All right, uh, Crazy, gentlemen, uh, we'll, we'll get into a little bit more Cavalier talk a little bit later on here in the show. Um, the next series that did close out uh, just a few nights ago was the Celtics and the Sixers series. Uh, the Boston Celtics <laughs> are headed back to the Eastern Conference Finals, and they are doing so without Gordon Hayward. They are doing so without Kyrie Irving, and uh, you know, right now, just initially. A lot of people did kind of count them out in that first round. They felt like the injuries would take a toll on them, and Milwaukee would potentially take them in six games. Some people picked them in five. Um, but, you know, I felt Boston was good enough to get to this point. Uh, I thought that maybe their talent was just a little bit younger and experience, more inexperienced. You know, missing Kyrie, they'll miss him in this series. But, um, boy, I was wrong. Uh, Philly's inexperienced. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, they got out. They got out coached. It wasn't even close. Um, shout out to Brad Stevens, man. Much love, much respect to Brad Stevens. Um, I'm I'm not gonna front. I think Brett Brown, in my opinion, would be the coach of the year. Um, but I, I wouldn't be mad if if it's Brad. Um, just because uh, we we I've always been a fan of him on the show here. We so much of an advocate for him. Um, what do you guys think? What do you guys think about the series so far? Uh, you know, based on what you see from Philly, um, they they have to remain positive, right? There's a lot of confidence here for them. I think it's going to come down to Jason Tatum. Like, if he, if he gets the DeMar DeRozan gene and just stands in awe of LeBron James in this series, then it's, it's going to be over very quickly. Um, I'm going to say, well, as far as Philly, is, is the question you asked, as far as Philly, I just like I said, the inexperience played a part in their loss to the Celtics. Um, for one, Ben Simmons – uh, Brad Stevens knew how to defend him. Ben Simmons, he looks awful when he shoots the ball. Awful. So it's like, all you got to do is sag off of him and just let him try to beat you with his offense, which is pretty much non-existent. The same way he was this guy, he's a rebound guy. All he can do that for you. So, it, like I said, and also, it kind of makes me mad because I'm going back a little bit as to why the Heat couldn't do it. Because Boston and, and the Miami Heat are kind of similar teams. No, they got a whole bunch of nobodies other than Hassan Whiteside. You know, Dwayne Wade's past his prime. It, it makes you wonder why they couldn't figure out a game plan to just do what the Boston Celtics did to Ben Simmons. Just stack off of them. Stick, stay at home with the shooters and see what he can do. It proved to work with an experienced first year in the playoffs. You know, they're, they're finding their way. It's a lot of turnovers. You know, they just did a lot of dumb mistakes that, you know, led to their demise. Like Ben Simmons. So, exactly. So, but like I said, they're young. They're nice. I feel like if LeBron ever leaves the East, which I don't ever see happening, it's going to be a fist fight between them and the Celtics for the, for the years to come. So, um, you know, we got, we got to see how it plays out. But as far as the next series, um, uh, was Celtics and Cavaliers, you know, we can dream that the Celtics will beat the Cavaliers. 
but in all realness, we know how this is going to play out. I you have know, to dream Bronx, that dream. If he's going to come out, he's going to, you know, beat them. You know, he, the Cavaliers teammates, they're, they're finally showing up. Love is back to who he used to be. So he's back in just 20 points, you know, 15 to 20 points in the game. George Hill's playing good defense on Rozier. I can see the Cavaliers win the series in five games. Or maybe six at the most. So, you know, a, lot, a lot of things That's just to kind of go back that. to just to Philly here really quick is that, you know, I, I think a lot of positives coming out from this. Obviously, a few plays here and there easily could have made the series, you know, a tied series by now. And we're still looking at a game seven potentially. Uh, so, just a, a few couple plays here yes. and there. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, kudos to them, man. I mean, trust the process. Joel Embiid came out. Uh, this summer, he's going to have a really good chance of improving his game instead of just rehabbing. I think that's a big positive for him. Um, you know, Ben Simmons, what we would love to see from Ben Simmons, in my opinion, definitely is a jump shot. It's definitely improving that shot. It, it, we, we said, we've said all the time, DeMario, big advocate for Simmons. It, you get that shot, it's it's going to be a wrap. Um, the IQ is there, you know, the ability it'll to come, get his, come, yeah, his, his players, you know, his other teammates involved. Um, and then I think the the question is Markel Fultz. Um a little bit of faults. I I believe that the Sixers are confidence in him. The confident in him, confidence in him. Excuse me, is there? It's just the fact of, you know, just get him more acclimated into the lineup. Remember, the the kid came into the lineup with about fifteen games left in the season, um, and you know, Brett Brown went with the guys that has carried him throughout the entire season. I don't I don't think there's anything too crazy about that. Um, you know, don't you know try to fix it if it ain't broke type of thing, right? So getting these guys under a full summer of you know, practice, working out, training, coming to training camp, fully healthy, uh, ready to go for next season is definitely the main focus. It has to be for Philly. Everybody on the same page, healthy at the same time. Um, and then, you, as we discussed, there could be a – they have the cap space to come out and grab one of these free agents. Um, you know, Paul George, whether or not Kawhi Leonard is, is a part of a trade. Um, so this Philly team, it can be scary in the snap of the fingers over the summer. Um, or next year they can come out just balling with their core group. So, you know, Sixers fans, don't hang your heads. They've been very, Definitely. very spoiled in Philly this year. So mm-hmm. uh, you guys have enough championships there to, to hold you over until the next time the season. <laughs> um, we'll get a little bit more in depth, uh, especially with the Cavaliers here and the Celtics series just really quick. Um, if you flip to the Western Conference semifinals, guys, uh, the Warriors did their things against the Pelicans. Steph Curry came back in Game Two. Uh, I, I don't know what else to say about this series besides the fact that the Warriors did what they had to do. They're they're clicking at all full cylinders. I can't wait to watch it, man. Uh, I mean, the, as for the Pelicans, no one expected them to make this far. I, kudos to them. They're another situation where kind of sort of you know was the Philly of the West. They kind of were expected to fizzle out after the boogie injury. Uh, you know when Cousins went down. Um, but now they, they made it to the second round. They swept the first round. The Blazers disappointed us, uh, Dame Lillard, by the way. Uh, but, you know, looking at it holistically here, um, you know, shout out to the Pelicans and Anthony Davis. I think this is a really good experience for those guys. Uh, I mean, obviously you have playoff Rondo who's had plenty of experience, but like for a guy like Drew Holiday, uh, you know, Etwan Moore, um, you know, with Anthony Davis finally getting in there and being able to experience some of this, I think it's great for them to go into next season. Um, and, and Alvin Gentry, man, he's done a great job there with them. Um, any, any thoughts about the Pelicans since they are gone fishing a fin- uh, finally? I mean, I think they're in a kind of a tough spot. At least I would, if I was their management, because I'd be trying to get something boogie. I don't know, man. Uh, it's just that the whole Achilles thing. It's like, man, like who trades from? Obviously, someone will take a chance on them, but I, I, I think they should just keep them. You know, I mean. You're going to have to pay him, so that is the predicament right there. Do you pay him like a max player, knowing that his Achilles injury? But it's like, hey, he's a hell of a player. You know, he, he can do the same things that AD can. He's a bit slower, obviously, but that's a, that's, a, that's a hell of a tandem. I mean, they both can run the floor. They both can stretch the floor. So it's like, yeah, do you sign him? Do you trade him? If you trade him, who do you get back? Or do you look to maybe San Antonio, but they got – so where would you trade them to, you know? Like Chicago. Where, what is hmm, Chicago. So who would they get back in a deal, I guess? Mark Cannon, maybe? I mean, he's a young guy. Do they still have um, Levine in Chicago? Yes. Yeah, Levine's still there. Mm-hmm. Take back Levine. I mean, 
what what would the Pelicans need? Do they need more bigs? Do they need more wings? Because their wings need, are kind of trash. They need an outside I mean, shot. Because well, their wings are trash. I think one of the issues is, they that, got, you know, is the style of play with. Oh, you sent him to Minnesota for Wiggins, everyone's favorite player. <laughs> Man, Give Wiggins, Wiggins what he wants, oh. right? No, but I think that um, you know, the style of play and the tempo of play kind of definitely changed without Boogie. So I think that that'll be the interesting part going into next year to say, hey, how can we incorporate Boogie back into this? And, and play more of like that style because it it was really you know hey let's here's boogie let's dribble down hand the ball and slow the pace down a little bit more so mm-hmm. just kind of adjusting to that I think that that will that'll have to come definitely but uh, the confidence booster is is there and kind of like you know going back to Philly like giving these guys that this playoff experience is great uh, definitely for these guys um, the Rockets defeat the Jazz in five games uh, Ricky Rubio was not able to play in any of these games due to a hamstring injury um and the shorthanded jazz obviously i don't think it would matter i don't think it would have either um (laughs) but they did go ahead and close out the series in five chris paul is finally going finally i can no longer call him you know the second round (laughs) pop-off you you know what marcus keep going ahead and and root against him because it definitely is working in this (laughs) chris paul is definitely a player this won me a fantasy league like one year and I don't know. <laughs> Shame on you, man. Shame it, on you. It, it's working this year. It's absolutely working. I love year. Chris Paul in fantasy. I love it. Twenty points in the fourth quarter of that game five. He was like, No, I'm I'm going. I'm going. James. Oh, he was yeah, already game. Give me the that wheel, James. Give me the wheel, James. I got this. Don't worry, James. I got you. So uh, I think that's great, man, to see that, um, see him play like that and get to the conference finals finally. Um, mm-hmm. and, and for that Jazz team, shout out to Donovan Mitchell, man. Um, definitely a great rookie to see this year. I mean, between him, Simmons, you know, Tatum, I mean, these guys are, are making some noise in, in the postseason. And yeah. uh, just to yes. see that, it's great. It's great to see that. And we, we did speak. Well, you Simmons know, was making noise. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's not forget. <laughs> Gabe, knows, Gabe knows lots about that. You right, Gabe? I'm sure you do. Whatever, Early April, mid-April. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about it. It's all good. Oh man, but no, guys. In all seriousness, I, I think this is this is fun to see these rookies really get an opportunity to kind of showcase their talents and. and the league's in good play. hands. A lot of good young players coming up. Absolutely. Yeah. So shout out to the Jazz man and Joe Ingles. He did pretty well mm-hmm. uh, for them, but uh, you know, obviously. We are finally here at the conference finals, and uh, oh wait, wait, actually, can we talk about can we talk about Gobert just disappearing in that series? I think he, he, was he was very quiet. He was very quiet. Disappeared. He was very quiet. He disappeared in that series. Like he's the Gobert. He's another one of those dinosaur centers. Like you know, he's great for defense and blocking shots, but he's not a shooter. I mean, he can shoot, I guess, a mid range jumper, but like I said, he's one of those centers that are extinct. His style of play. Isn't for today's NBA, you know? He was like minus 60, like down there with Ben Simmons, minus 60, somewhere. Yeah, it's just his style is not for the NBA this, this day and age. So, I mean, I guess they have no choice but to keep him, but it's like he, either he gets a better shot or, you know, they're going to be stuck in the mud with him for years to come. Absolutely. I I, I think Gobert is definitely around the state, but. Not much of an offensive game, man. You know, it's more like a defensive anchor. Clean thing. up. Yeah. Like, Capella, Capella abused him. Yeah, Capella runs the floor. He's a hard, you know, he's, he he's hustles more. Abused him. Yep. Yeah, he just did. And, you know, this is why we, we will definitely see a lot of Capella coming Speaking up. Speaking of here. Capella, <laughs> I heard he got a max offer from the Suns. <laughs> yeah, how do you, you know, how do you get a max offer? How do you get a max offer? They got like 15 cities on that roster. Like, really? Phoenix, really? How you guys? Max offer, and you're, you're you're in the playoffs on another team. Like, uh, well, that's supposedly the they want all your guys. That's the rumors, but I mean, they want ten centers and five point guards. Yeah, it's like why would they want another center? They got Lynn, <laughs> they got Tyson Chandler, they got Allen Williams. What are you doing, Phoenix? Who the hell, are they incompetence who, at its finest? Who's over there running things, man? <laughs> wow, oh, man. All right, gentlemen. So oh, yeah. we are here at the conference finals. Obviously, we've talked about who's moved on. Um, we'll start off here at the Western Conference, Rockets versus Warriors. Now, this is, to me, one of the most highly anticipated matchups in the playoffs yes, sir. that I can remember in a long time. Um, you know, besides, oh, yeah. besides Golden State, you know, versus the uh, Golden State, or excuse me, the Golden State-Cleveland uh, series last year, obviously with KD mm-hmm. and, you know, Kyrie still being there. But I think this is like one of the long, one of the, one of the most before the finals. Um, 
So, this is the finals right here. Um, as some would say, oh, yeah. as some would say here, the, the naysayers. Whoever comes out of the East you know. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Ain't, ain't nobody out the East surviving. Look, Please, it's a wrap. It's over. Look, they look, for, look. They, they about to play hard for second place. Look, right? It, it it demands first of all who wins this series. Now, while we're on this series here, um, I I think the first of all, this is gonna be a fun series. I think that we're going to see some of the best shooting in a long time uh, in a playoff mm-hmm. series. And um, while we did mention Capella, I think Capella is definitely an X factor in this series. Um, and I absolutely love I, I love the way that the Rockets uh, have developed and played here. Uh, but how do, this this is what I feel about this here. I think that because you have a Chris Paul who can cons- control the actual tempo of the game in the half court. That's the tempo they've got to try and keep primarily to have a shot at winning this series. Do you guys kind of feel that way? There's no, no way you can go in a, a fast-paced running gun shootout with the Warriors. You'll no, lose. that's they ha- – well, you, you think Houston – I don't know, man. It's going to be – I think Houston just has to play who's hot tonight. Well, see, that's the thing. They built this team to do that. They built yeah, exactly. this Rockets team to outgun the Warriors. But yeah. my thing is that you only have two guys for their five or their four. Well, I'm not saying four you have. To, I'm not saying you have to sit there and play that style the entire game. What I'm saying is that you have that versatility to say, "Look, we're going to run a gun at you." But if but they're going to go do that. To, that's the Antonio. They're going to want to play that style. If we have to, there's going to be a pick and roll with Chris Paul and Capella. There's going to be a two man game oh, no between doubt. James Harden and Capella. There could be a you know a two man game between. Harney and Chris Paul, and but I, I just like the versatility of it. The biggest thing here, here's an interesting fact about these two teams: they are scoring 112 points or more in 100 possessions, so they are very well capable of doing this. Whichever team, in my opinion, can buckle in defensively and probably hold one of the each other's under 100 points, mm-hmm. obviously is going to win that game or can win the series if it can do it for two or three games. I just think that Mike D'Antoni is determined to prove that, look, I'm the originator of this style. My team is better than yours, and we're going to outshoot you in the gym. We're going to shoot better than you. We're going to shoot more threes, and we're going to play you at your own game and beat you at your own game. Like I said earlier, um, yeah, Chris Paul, he definitely can control the tempo, but it comes down to just those two guys in Capella versus the Hamptons Five. It was the dumbest nickname I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> so it's like, can the other guys, PJ well, Tucker, yeah, yeah. Uh, James T- Ariza, can they show up and shoot the ball consistently well? I think you guys are underestimating Houston. No, I'm like, I not, not. First of all, I am not. No, I'm not. There is no way that they've been inconsistent in the playoffs though, so uh, far. I mean, it's just been two okay, man so, game. By the way, yes, I, I would agree a little bit with the inconsistency because the only player that's shooting over forty percent in the playoffs behind the three point line, <laughs> ironically, is PJ Tucker. And he's shooting. <laughs> he, he's shooting the ball. Um, I think he's an X factor actually in the series. I think it's him. He's shooting the ball. Uh, he, he's kind of like they're, they're Andre Iguodala, right? So he's shooting the ball forty five percent from the three point line. Everybody else is shooting the ball terribly. Exactly. You know, uh, from the three point line. And and what's interesting about this team? Remember, early in the season, the Rockets were shooting most of their shots, more three pointers than two point field goals in the regular season, right? Now it did level out, so they shot about fifty percent. Two point shots, fifty percent three point shots. It leveled out pretty evenly. Mm-hmm. In the playoffs, they're shooting fifty six percent of their shots inside the three point line. So they're actually, you know, getting a little bit more inside the paint right now. I think a lot of that is, you know, partly due to Capella, you know, developing and being able to be open. It's kind of some sort of the bad defense from Kobe, Kobe here at Carlton Towns. When you when you when you throw those names out there, you're like, holy shit! Like, how are these guys, you know, not defending in the paint? Right? <laughs> how are the Rockets scoring in the paint more? I think that's great. I think it's a good sign for Houston, which is why I'm confident about Houston. If they can keep that going, don't always rely on that three-point shot. It's going to be a little bit of both. So a little bit, hey, we're going to play the little half-court game. We're going to let Chris do his thing in the the backcourt, bring up the ball. It's going to be maybe Paul with a little floater. It's going to be a pick-and-roll, Capella at the basket. The thing about Capella, he's going to make, he's going to make Golden State have to stick on him. Draymond, Javel, exactly. Draymond, Draymond, pretty much gonna do that, yeah. So it'll be it, Draymond. It, it, it will, it will spread the floor definitely for Houston, and they're they're gonna have to scramble. Golden State's gonna have to scramble a little bit more in defense than they used to in the last couple of series. 
Yeah, no doubt Golden State is going to have to work. They're not going to just shoot their way through a series and win it easily. Like I said, Houston's a, they, they've improved defensively this year. They're not like previous years. So, like I said, it's, both teams are really going to have to work to win this series shooting the ball. Um, P.J. Tucker, that's that's the guy you mentioned. He's yeah, He's been the most consistent for that Rockets team other than Paul, you know, and Harden. I think he's the X factor. If he can somehow, you know, God willing, contain Durant, which, you know, it's damn impossible. But if he can somehow make him uncomfortable and then kind of take him away from his comfort zone and let, you know, the other Rockets do their thing, then I can see the Rockets having, you know, a very successful series. But I think he's going to be the X factor on Durant. Hopefully he's guarding Durant and not Ariza because I think he's a better defender. If he could somehow keep Durant at bay, you know, let him get his maybe 20 points, not 30 or 40, I can see the Rockets having a, a pretty good series against them. So I think he'll be the X factor going going forward. Oh, yeah, I agree with, with definitely P.J. Tucker. Um, like, especially with the way that this team can shoot the ball with Ariza, Gordon, um, no, I'm not, definitely not going to sleep on him. And Gordon has to show up, too. He's been, like, kind of AWOL. Yeah, he has series. to have to show, show up. Uh, you know, Ryan Anderson is another guy that can kind of hit that long ball and stretch the floor. Dead in the water. Um, yeah, so the, the, this team is definitely stacked with shooters. I mean, we, we know how great this team is, you know, just from regular season. 65 wins, number one in the Western Conference, number one in the league record-wise in the regular season. I mean, I I, I would say oh, so far. Oh, Mbamute. My themselves. bad, I forgot about him. And by Mute, he's going to be the def- uh, Kevin Durant defender. Now, I would assume he, he did get injured. So is he? I'm, I don't believe if he's going to be back. He's back. He is okay. That is going to be a yeah, big, big help. I forgot about him. For yes, that is going mm-hmm. to be a huge lift for them uh, defensively. Uh, but at the end of the day, these are the defending champs. Uh, it's 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 hard know, to pick against. You know them. what? Here, here, here it is. I'm taking I'm taking Houston in seven games. What? I'm taking Houston in seven games. But it's hard for me. Your home court. You're right. It is absolutely court. hard for me to say that. I I, I don't uh, know anything less than seven games. It's hard. For me. A bold prediction. I I, w- I want to see. I want to see these guys go out of seven. I mean, games. I want to see him go seven games. I, I hope so too. Me games. too. Yes. Because it's. I mean, it's only eleven games at most in the rest of the season. So. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know we we kind of got shorted a little bit in the Western Conference. A sweep. Five game series a couple of times. Yeah, so. it's been quick. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. been some quick hitters here. So. Yeah, there's another there's another sweep on the horizon. Whoever comes out the east. So, um. <laughs> oh yeah, look, the shortest NBA season ever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and they spread out the, the the schedule even longer, ironically. For this. exactly, this they, they know what's coming. They know what's coming. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but uh, right no, right I'm taking Houston at seven. Absolutely. How about Marcus? Who do you got? How many games? I got Golden State in six. Golden State in six. And Gabe? <sighs> Man. Oh, I hope it goes seven, though. But I got him in six. Yeah, I hope it goes seven. I just think the Warriors beat him in six. Kevin Durant is the one guy that can really put him over the top. So yeah, exactly. I'm going to say Warriors in six. Well, And I will say that. I think the scary thing about the, the Warriors is that in a matter of, you know, the Rockets bombing their three-pointers and maybe – Leading 15, 18 points in a third quarter. By midway through the fourth quarter, the you know Warriors can be out ten points. And that's just that's just the reality of like how this team could function and the scary thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I no yep. I I think the Kevin Durant factor is is it's the one up it's the one up you have just like you know when we get to the Eastern Conference, LeBron James Cheap is going to be bastard. the one up. Yep. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Well, if the rest of his team is a negative, that kind of balance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't know, man. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's Brown versus Boston or the Cavs versus Boston. Those are two very different scenarios. <laughs> look, I, I think what it comes down to again, you know, we're let's look and see which team is, you know, hitting that hundred point mark and which which can be held less than hundred points. If if that, I mean, I don't know if these two teams, hell, these these two guys might throw up one hundred twenty points each, you know, game or between 110 and 120 in each seven games if it goes that long, you know? <laughs> so, uh, I, I don't I, I don't want to say, you know, I'm not trying to discredit the Warriors whatsoever or say that they're going to lose for sure, but, you know, in, in my opinion, my humble opinion, I'm taking the Rockets in seven games. I think they have the ability to do it this year. Uh, I like what I see from Chris Paul, James Harden, and the rest of the guys. I think Capella is definitely a big X factor here. And um, as you mentioned, Gabe, their shooters have to step up more than just PJ Tucker, mm-hmm. and hopefully they come through. The biggest fear is for them is if those those fellas don't show up. 
If those guys don't show up and shoot the ball well, go ahead. I'll take Golden State maybe in five, maybe six. I mean, I want I want the Rockets to win, but I just think Golden State was in six. I would love the Rockets to get out of the West. Something different, something new. LeBron James takes on the Rockets, you know, and see how that goes. But I just don't see it happening. Absolutely. But I, I root, I root for him. We'll see. Absolutely. All right, uh, gentlemen, the last series, obviously, is the East. Celtics versus Cavaliers. We kind of, you know, went into it a little bit earlier in the show. I'm taking Cleveland in five games. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Do it. What's wrong wow. with that? What's wrong with what is that? Wow. Is like amazement or? Yeah. I'm angry. I, I, I don't know. I'm so angry about this. Because <laughs> Boston's just the better team. I, I don't know. I, what do you? How? How? When? And how will you? The series take- comes down to Kevin Love. If Kevin Love shows up, oh, absolutely, Cleveland has a chance. But if he doesn't, I, I can't see Boston not winning. Here's the one thing that concerns me. The one thing like that Kevin, concerns me. Kevin Love has to show up for at least three of these games for them to win. And I don't know if he's going to do it. They don't need more. They need Kevin Love and another guy show up. I, I think. I, I I agree. I think the, the the scariest thing that you know, if you're putting your money on the Cavaliers, is you you just don't know who and what you're going to get from Kevin Love or who's going to show up. I should say what you're going to get from K Love. That's the scary thing, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, if you have Aaron Baines, Marcus Morris, Al Horford disrupting Love. He gets in a funk. Is it going to last yeah, a quarter? With him. Is it going to last yeah. a quarter? Oh, is it going to last a gonna... game? Kevin Love can't stick Horford. with Horford. Kevin yeah, Love can't Horford. stick with Horford. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Horford did decent on Embiid. He, wasn't, he didn't stop Embiid, but he did a well, decent job. Well, that's what I'm saying. Embiid doesn't move, though. Well, that's yeah, what, that's true. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm saying they did a pretty good job on Embiid, right? Especially kind of coming down to a few of the last uh, possessions at the end of game uh, five. You know, rather not mm-hmm. believe it's a foul, which, you know, different story, different day, but you know, absolutely. I think they have enough to disrupt a little bit, but Kevin Love cannot get in a funk. You can't let Kevin Love get in a funk for even a quarter. You can't let him have you know have it for a game. The minute it happens, yep. I, it's scary because now it's all on LeBron again, and you can't do that with this Boston team. So I, I definitely agree, Marcus. <laughs> Kevin Love has he's got to come. It's got to be, and if there is some sort of little funk or you know little, little disruption, it's got to be both the player and coach perspective. Saying, "Look, we're, we're gonna get Kevin started again. Let's go. Let's get him. It's, they need him." It's that Boston has so many athletic guys. They got Brown, Tatum. They got Marcus Smart, Rozier, Scary Terry. I mean, it's they got so many guys that are fast and they can get in the paint. They're athletes. It's like I just Cleveland. Cleveland has old guys, man. Old just, guys, exactly. I, don't, like, who, I just I want Boston to win. I just really do. Like I don't. I'm not like no disrespect to LeBron James. I. I don't want to see Cleveland get blown out in the finals again. I just don't. Yeah, because that's going to happen for sure if they get to the finals. Like, they're going to destroy. Cleveland, Cleveland just doesn't have the firepower to stick with either of those teams. They don't have the athleticism. They don't play anyone under 30 in any kind of minutes. <laughs> I mean, it's look. like <laughs> it's like for better just, television, you want LeBron versus one of the powerhouses out west. But, you know, I mean, that's for ratings. But as a basketball fan, you don't want to see LeBron get destroyed by himself versus the Rockets and the Warriors. You'd rather the Celtics play him because they have different nobodies that can contribute in a more consistent way, you know? We'll talk about I the finals, obviously. So. But when it comes yeah. down to this specific series, I, I like, like I said, Kevin Long's got to show up. Uh, obviously, there's got to be a couple other guys that come in. You know, J.R. Smith has got to continue to kind of shoot the ball. You know, obviously, when he's open, you'll have Kyle Korver. Uh, a guy I'm looking forward to to come around is definitely Jordan Clarkson. Get him some time. They don't play him. Um, they yeah, they get, don't get him, play the guy. Get him some time. Why? Under 30, they don't play him. They've I don't get, get him it. What is Tarzan doing? Especially LeBron against Rozier and Brown, you know. They've got to get him yeah. in there. Um, they, don't even, they don't even play Nance. Like, why are you playing the old guys? Play Nance. you got those guys for a reason because they're younger. They're more athletic. They don't play Nance. They don't play they, Clarkson. It's like, what are they doing? They, they, they don't trust them. They don't trust them. The, for the, whatever reason. The other thing that concerns me for them. a little bit <laughs> is that um these are some of the same guys last year. You know, they got a little taste of what it's like and without their superstar. And then obviously they have a whole entire postseason, maybe, you know, quarter, half a season two as well, right? Without Kyrie and then a full without Gordon Hayward. So these guys are a year better and they have that experience. They've been this far. They they had a taste of, you know, we've been here. 
We've seen what it's like. It's one of the Celtics, right? The and, Celtics? Yeah, the Celtics. And, and Brad Stevens, too, you know. And, um, Plus, the Bar beat him last year, too, get, so they guess, want some revenge. Guess who's sitting on their bench this year now? It's Kyrie. So that's one less person to worry about on the other side. You know, there's really no other all-star um, besides that's Kevin Love. And, and I LeBron. think Kyrie is definitely going to make sure the Celtics keep a fuck LeBron attitude because no one on Toronto could help with that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but it's difference between like a Toronto, Philly, and between Philly, Boston, and Toronto is that mentally Philly's like, dude, we're, trust the process. We're here. We're 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 serious. We're, you know? we're here now. Yeah, yeah exactly. and beat in your face, right? And Toronto's Boston's like, oh, just... we've been here before, right under LeBron James nuts again. <laughs> Adversity. I play well. Really? Yeah. Really? And Boston's just on that another level. They're just like, no, like we're Brad Stevens. We'll keep it moving. Keep it moving. That's all we do. We're gonna keep Steven moving. Just exactly. keep playing hard. Go on. Um, so I think mentally they can they can beat the Cavs mentally. Oh and yeah, that's a, big, that's a big thing with LeBron on the floor. I think that they definitely are there mentally and they feel confident. Um, shout out to Jason Tatum by the way. Man, Jason amazing, Tatum man. is coming in. He, I think some some of that defensive responsibility is going to fall back on him um, a little bit. Um, you know, when it comes to taking a stab at LeBron, I mean, size wise, you've Mark is smart, a little bit shorter. So um, this year they they can answer, you know yeah <laughs> they can answer Jason Tatum. <laughs> Uh, and by the way, did you guys though. did you guys catch that uh, little article or the uh, the article about uh, David Griffin's uh, uh, you know interview? Uh, I think it was on a Bill Simmons podcast, and uh, he mentioned where LeBron last year had um, called out um, one of the players, oh, uh, Patrick Patterson. The players yeah, Pat- yeah, he called it Patrick Patterson, you know, for being in the incorrect spot, you know, when he needed to come uh, run a play to get DeRozan open on a screen or a pin down. Um, you, know, you got LeBron see, out here calling plays see, for the could, opposing see, team. Wait, wait, LeBron did that for the opposing team? See, see that couldn't have been me. I would have fought LeBron right there. Wait a minute. LeBron did that for the opposing team? He yeah, basically Pat, told he Patrick told, Patterson that you're in the wrong spot. You're, about, yeah, you're supposed he, to screen the pin down for DeMar DeRozan. Wow. Wow. This is why Cleveland's going to win in five, by the way. I'm out. People say being soft. These are the moments where I believe it. I didn't know that. I'm out. Cleveland in five. I'm out. I would have to fight. <laughs> how do you know you? How do you know the opposing team better than themselves? You ain't gonna disrespect me. I'm telling y'all. You ain't gonna okay. disrespect me like that. You gonna have to fight. So you got Cleveland in five, uh, Sheffy? Absolutely, Cleveland. You said, five. You said, uh, Marcus, what do you what do you say? You said Celtics in five. Or you just Boston say, oh. in seven. Okay, so I'm gonna say, man, every time I pick against LeBron James, <clears throat> it backfires on me. That's what so, I'm saying. I'm going to say Cleveland in six. You know, Cleveland in six. I got to go six. You know, it pains me because I hate Boston, but I I just (laughs) – if if LeBron James just comes out of the East this year, just – I don't want to see the Eastern playoffs anymore. I just don't. (laughs) I just don't care anymore. (laughs) He beats Boston right now with this team. Ridiculous. Like, what, what, what do I need to watch next year for? Well, it's like the team, to be fair, they found their stride at the right moment. Because in the, in the Pacers series, they was terrible. So they found their stride right when it matters most. So can they keep that momentum going against Boston? If they do, then for sure, I can see Cleveland winning six. But if they revert back to the Pacers series, you know, and that's I, I would say Boston Pacers, win the series. Like Boston's a better Pacers team. Yeah, pretty much. They got a bunch of young guys who are athletic. Who aren't mm-hmm. afraid of LeBron? Like that's just that's what you need. Yeah. Anyway, game one is Sunday, three thirty on ABC Eastern. Um, Mother's Day. So. Um, yep. Game one of the excuse me the West game one of the Western Conference Finals is going to be Monday, nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tip off on TNT. So yeah, as we stated, we've got a little wait here. Um. But that that is that's our show. That's our second round wrap up, conference finals preview. Um, we'll see how these games go. Hopefully, we got the full house and the, the full entire crew on the next episode. And uh, we're talking about LeBron in the finals, eighth straight year. Should he win this series? Oh, Gentlemen, sure. shout outs. Any shout outs? Uh, man. Shout out to the mothers, I guess. Mother's Day, you know. Love your mom. Make sure she knows how much you love her. Absolutely. Know? Shout out to my mom. Treat her right. I don't think she listens to my podcast like that all the time, but you know. <laughs> she, do, she does text me very frequently about every single thing. She is a LeBron hater, by the way. 
And um, here, you know, let me go ahead and pull up a little text message thread here from her the other night. <laughs> We're watching the, the game, or, you know, I'm not even watching the game. And, you know, I like to troll her. So I told her, you know, look, listen, I, I know it's Mother's Day, uh, but LeBron does play at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time on ABC. So, you know, we're probably going to have to have any kind of activity around that time frame there. Um, That's crazy. She definitely would like to see an underdog. So somebody like the Rockets win. Um, so, yeah, a little bit about well, it. Me too. That, that, yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's my mom for you. Well, I agree with her. If I, if I had my choice of who to win it all, the Rockets. I hate the Warriors. I hate the Cavs. Give me the Rockets. She wants to see the Boston Celtics and the Rockets in the finals. The most boringest finals ever, mom. Yeah, that'd be kind of boring, though. Yeah, but that's the underdog for you—the underdog treatment. But yeah, yep. how about you, Marcus? Uh, shout out to Mother's Day. You know, to the people who got moms in heaven looking down at them. Absolutely. Shout out to those people. Shout out. True. Shout shout out to them. Money is. Yeah, uh, and uh, shout out to the best team in any sport right now, oh, boy. Oh, God. New York Yankees, who have gone oh. seventeen and one. In the last 18 games, we're sadly down to uh, down uh, to Boston right now, 4-0. It's bottom of the seventh. See how it goes. Uh, 28's looking pretty good. 28 is looking real good. This is a basketball podcast, by the way. I mean, what what's going on here? Oh, um, <laughs> man, I don't know who I want to win the finals, man. I guess it's kind of Golden State. I have a reason to hate all the other teams. Uh, oh, Chris Paul. State. Oh. I'm a Chris. I'm a Chris Paul hater. Um, I have to fake hate LeBron. Um, and then there's Boston, so it's Boston. Process of elimination. Um, I, I just want to say one thing. Um, <laughs> last week, uh, last uh, May fifth. Sorry, you know what's funny? Uh, our our anniversary is Cinco de Mayo. But anyways, um, yeah, Cinco de Mayo was our first anniversary at uh, Baseline Times, man. So I appreciate both of you. Oh, cool. Uh, in this right, journey so far. And it's been a very fun run um, to start off this. And hopefully we just keep building up from here. But uh, we appreciate everybody, man. Like, my biggest shout out is just to the whole Baseline Times team at this point. Um, sure. You know, it's a year. I, I didn't imagine it. You know, it's things happen, ups and downs, and it's a growing pains, a learning process. But, man, it's, it's been great. We, we st- a year later, you know, I know. A lot of this, I introduce a lot of different people to each other um, in this journey. And, you know, uh, I, w- I want to say a year ago or a little bit before that, you know, you, you gentlemen probably didn't know each other. Uh, so no. you know, it's fun now that we have a good year under our belts. And uh, we've built some chemistry, some friendships, um, some competitive arguments. And um, let the good times roll, man, with the sports here, you know. So uh, appreciate it, fellas. Happy one year baseline times and um yep, that's yep. my shout out for now, man. Um but I'm looking forward to these conference finals. Let's get it, Daddy Braun Braun. <laughs> Come on. Oh, that that one was with the Mario. We had we had we had Ramon James. <laughs> LeBron Ramon James, baby. You guys better know. Uh, you might as well give him the key to the city, man. Because LeBron yeah. Toe. Who's buying me a LeBron Toe jersey? One of you nah. guys got to own me a Lebronto t-shirt. Nah, dog. Nah, son. Ask, uh, ask uh, DeMario. He might be getting them printed. Mm-hmm. Oh, shout, for sure. Shout out, shout out to D, man. We missed him on this episode. But, um, fellas, that is it. We are out. Peace. All right. Night, night.